Is sneaker authentication a million dollar skill in today's world? We'll discuss this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, sneaker fam? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. As always, I am your host, Matty Ice, and I hope that this finds you well, and I hope that you had a wonderful and restful Thanksgiving holiday and weekend. I know that I did. It's always nice to be around family. It's always nice to be able to spend time with the ones that you love, and I know that there are a lot of people out there who don't get that opportunity, who aren't able to see their family and friends as often as they would like. And so for me, it is really, really nice to be able to take a day and remember how fortunate I am. I actually wore the Amamanier 3s to Thanksgiving dinner. I was actually hosting, doing a lot of cooking. And by the time the meal was done and we were ready to consume, it was time to put on that heat. Last week, we talked about sneakers as Thanksgiving foods. I played a little bit with the idea of if we were using sneakers to basically build our Thanksgiving plate. What would it look like? What would some of those silhouettes be in terms of turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, you name it? We had a little bit of fun. But at the end of the day, in today's sneaker world, there is one thing that really rules the day when it comes to the market, and that depends on whether you're a wearer or a collector or a reseller. But all in all, we are all looking for mostly the same thing, and that is authenticity. Now, authenticity in this world is sometimes difficult to come by. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, social media, wherever it is, you know that it's very, very difficult sometimes to find real, genuine, authentic people. One of the things that I strive for in being a podcast host in general is to be that authentic person and to be my genuine self, to basically have you tune in every single episode and every single week and know what you're getting from me and know that I'm going to be real with you, real with you in the sense of things that are going on in my life, real with you in the sense of how I feel about the state of sneaker culture and how I feel about what I do in my personal life. And what I mean by that is I've copped to the fact that I wear reps in retail. I'm somebody who isn't as married into the culture in terms of being a collector to the point that I need to have the real thing to feel good about myself. I wear them for myself only. I do not wear them for recognition out or having some type of clout that comes with having a sneaker collection. I leave that to a lot of other people. And I do not pass judgment on how anybody lives their life, no matter whether it's sneakers or any other aspect of their life. But I think when it comes to your sneaker preferences, no matter what they are, no matter where you wear them, how you wear them, or why you wear them, most of the time authenticity is crucial when it comes to today's game. And really it's become sort of a history lesson in how we got here. When you think about the first shoe that ever came out in terms of popularity, we talked about it earlier this year, and it is the Air Jordan 1. The sneaker that started it all is what I called it. And while there are shoes that precede it, such as the Air Force 1, and shoes that have come after it, such as the Nike Dunk, that have also captured our attention, when it comes to the shoe that really formed or helped to form what sneaker culture is today, there is no doubt in my mind that that shoe is the Jordan 1. And then we talked about the Jordan 1 Chicago a couple of episodes ago in relation to the Lost and Found release and whether perhaps Nike was watering down the lore of that shoe and maybe sneaker culture in general by continuing to release reimagined versions of these classic shoes that we know, that we love, and we all want. And that includes Jordan 1s, 2s, 3s, 4s, you name it. There are so many reimagined issues of these. There are so many different colorways of these that have come out over the last 40 years now that sometimes we have to ask ourselves whether there are too many. What I do know is that I was not a member of sneaker culture way back in the day. 
I think sneaker culture really grew to what it is today in the late 90s, early 2000s, when the idea of hype and the idea of there being exclusivity in sneakers began to build this lore around them to the point that people started to want to collect them. I think when Michael Jordan was first releasing his shoes, and I'm talking about the Air Jordan 1, 2, 3, 4, probably 5, I really don't think people saw them as collector's items the way that we see items like that today. I think when the internet came around and the internet became something that was very, very prevalent, and that started in the early 2000s, we began to see a little bit more of a hype around sneakers to where people were able to talk to other folks online through chat boards, discussion forums, sneaker websites, and while they were basic compared to what we know today, it was prior to social media, so that was all that you had. But you had a connection point to other people in the culture to the point that if you wanted a shoe, you could at least reach out in these areas, connect with somebody, and try to find it. Remember when we talked about the Union Dunks and how those were inspired by the idea of traveling abroad with a shoe that somebody else couldn't get in another country, being able to trade with them to get a release that maybe was European exclusive and something here in the States that they weren't able to get. Nowadays, we have access to be able to do all of that. Even if there are country-specific releases, we have the internet. We have so many abilities to be able to get those shoes that we want, even fake having an address over there just so that we can get it here. But when I think about the way that it has worked now, authenticity has become at the forefront. It is paramount to today's culture. And why is that? Well, for the most part, fake sneakers really haven't been a thing that has been competitive against retail sneakers. I think fake sneakers have always been seen as something laughable. We have many nicknames for them, and one of them is Fugazi. Basically, what that means is that nobody takes them seriously. There is a large part of sneaker society that does not take replicas seriously. And I think a lot of that comes from the way that it used to be perceived and honestly, the way that it was. Replicas, whether it was sneakers or bags or watches, were always seen as something that was definitely C grade. I know when I was younger and I took a high school trip to New York City, I had an encounter with somebody who wanted to sell me a Rolex. Now, I didn't have any clue about what fakes were, what real things were. What I did know is that I could not afford a Rolex. So in my mind, in my very young teenage mind, when I bought this fake Rolex, I knew that it was fake. But to me, it just mattered that I had a thing that looked like a Rolex. I didn't actually care if somebody said, oh my God, you have a Rolex, are you rich enough to have one? Or anything like that. It was just a matter of, it was almost kind of a joke. And I think when you think about bags at flea markets or even sneakers at flea markets, we knew that they were C grade. The materials weren't close. They didn't look like anything related to the actual shoe itself. The Air Jordan logo was all messed up or it had something else. I mean, we've seen so many memes now of those old types of replicas that I think people associated with and they still associate with today. But that has changed a lot. And I think what kept replicas so bad back in the day, and again, this is just me surmising this, so I don't have the ability to go back and pull from this culture the way that a lot of old heads do. And we talked about them when I came back here. Hopefully there are a lot of old heads that listen to the show and hopefully you know more than I do because I'm trying to surmise this based off of websites that I go to and just things that I have learned in my time in the culture. And one of the things that I believe is that the exclusivity of releases back then and the infrequency of releases way back in the 90s, early 2000s, I think it made it much more difficult for there to be quality reps. Today, there are so many releases and so much access to those releases that I believe that rep makers have more of an opportunity to get their hands on a retail pair so that they can try and recreate something as close to the original as possible. 
And what we have seen is the growth of this rep market. Now, I have to admit to you that I am somebody who has purchased these and I still wear them because, again, my needs are different than a lot of other people. I'm not trying to amass a collection that I'm going to put on social media to try to have people say, oh, my God, you have this. Oh, my God, you have that. When I go out in public, if I'm wearing a hype piece of sneakers and somebody says something to me, the first words out of my mouth are, yeah, but they're fakes. And a lot of times people are blown away with how they look by the quality and so forth. And that's really all that matters. I'm not out here to have people think that I'm something that I'm not. If I like a shoe, I'll buy it. I'll wear it. That's the end of it for me. But nowadays it's so much different. And one of the things that we have seen over the years is that it's very difficult to find authentic gear. It's very difficult to actually know 100% that you are getting an authentic product. And prior to the internet, prior to social media, I think it was a lot more difficult. When you had eBay, Craigslist, and other areas like that that were using their internet sites for sales, it was impossible to know because you could put any type of photo on there. You could basically scam anybody that you wanted to. And I also want to say this, as somebody who wears replica sneakers, I find it to be the scum of the earth when somebody tries to pass off a replica pair as a retail pair. The advent of the resale market, including StockX and Goat, and now others have climbed onto that. It has made it so that people are spending real amounts of money on these shoes in the aftermarket. If you are not lucky enough to get a shoe for retail, you have to go to these avenues to get them at these exorbitant prices, these marked up prices, because that is what the market dictates. Something is worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. And no matter what you think about whether that's right or wrong, it is kind of the way that it is. And we have to remember this. So if you're out there listening and you're somebody who is steeped in the fake market, that's fine. Just buy them for your own personal use, buy them for your friends, but do not sell them and do not make people think that you have something that you don't. But one of the things that we have seen is an uptick in these sites and the ability of these shoe companies like Nike to try and make sure that we are getting the authentic goods as often as we can. And with the advent of Goat and StockX in the middle of the 2010s, what we saw is a different way of doing business. Now there was somebody in the middle that could advocate for us as the consumer. When we went into StockX or we go into Goat, we make a purchase, we make a bid, and what happens is that pair of shoes is sent to a middle company whether that's Goat or whether that's StockX or whether that's eBay. And what we also know is that this company is vouching for us. They have people who have been trained to be able to do this. And let me say this, it is a very, very difficult job. Authenticating sneakers is nearly impossible in my mind because no matter how much you think you know, there's always something that you don't know. And these companies are getting more and more intelligent, more and more smarter, and they're holding back little details if you go on YouTube and do rep versus retail right now, I guarantee you, you will find like hundreds of videos. And I probably know some of the people who are doing these videos. It's not about shading those people, even legitimate people. If you go to wear testers, if you go to Seth Fowler, anything, what you have seen and what you continue to see is that they will have a fake pair of shoes every now and again, just to show you how difficult it is. It's almost impossible to take a fake pair of shoes unless you are trained in this and unless you know what you are doing and know exactly how it differs from a retail pair or in a lot of cases, whether it's actually a fake. Unless it's very, very obvious, the only way to really be 100% certain is to have a real pair nearby that you can compare. And what I know is that Goat and StockX have gone to these places where they are training these people to such a degree that they are experts in these shoes. Now, one of the things that we have seen over the years is that I think there has been a deviation a little bit because I think what you have are two separate camps in who wants these sneakers. 
I think that you have wearers and collectors, and those folks are shopping on StockX, are shopping on GOAT and so forth. And what they want to know is that they're getting a real pair so that they know that their money is going to something real, that they're not paying $700 for something that has been replicated in China. When they want something that came from the factory that has been sort of stamped, signed, sealed, and approved by whatever sneaker company it is that made that shoe. That's what they want. They want the comfort of knowing that. They want the comfort of knowing that their money is going toward the right thing. And then you have resellers. Now those folks are a little bit different because they wanna make sure that something is authentic so that they know that they can get the maximum amount of profit back for their shoe. So many times now what we see and what is going to happen until the end of time really, no matter what happens with Nike trying to crack down on resellers and bots and all that, it's always going to happen. There are always going to be people for whom the releases represent a profitable experience. They wanna be able to get the sneakers so that they can flip them and get as much money after the fact as possible. That's capitalism. It's how this is going to work. But for those people to make their money and for that type of side hustle to be able to be profitable, authenticity needs to be guaranteed. And honestly, I think that that becomes more and more difficult. GOAT takes one approach where they train them so hardcore and they quiz them so hard at the end that they have to have 100% on that quiz to be able to pass. To be employed by GOAT as an authenticator, you need to be perfect. You need to know exactly what you're doing and you are held to the absolute highest standards to the point that I have never heard anybody say that they have been scammed by GOAT or they have been sent a fake pair by GOAT. I'm sure that it has happened, but we've also seen in the news that StockX has sort of distanced themselves a little bit from that level of perfection. They have decided that they're going to change their language around what it means to be verified authentic and they're using a lot more generic terminology. StockX has had a lot of issues over the years. They seem to be growing in terms of problems that they're having within this company. We see fakes that have been sold to Nike. We continually see fakes being sold to folks that have gone through the authentication process. And now what we're seeing is that they are backing off from guaranteeing something as authentic. Goat is putting resources into making sure that they continue to be the best of the best. StockX is saying, eh, good enough is good enough for us and it should be good enough for you. eBay for the longest time was seen as a joke. Many people knew that just about every sneaker that was on eBay was fake. And then what they realized is that we need to up our game. If we want to continue to be one of the biggest marketplaces in the world, which eBay still is, even for retail sales, and not just sneakers, but a whole lot of different products. This microphone that I am speaking to you with, I bought off eBay. And so what they realized is that they need to actually put their money and resources to create basically a similar type of StockX and Go experience. And they've done that. And what they've tried to do is make it as seamless as possible so that essentially somebody can't get a shoe, scam you and send it back. There is authentication that takes place in two different places. So if you purchase a shoe there, somebody will get it, authenticate it, send it to you. If you send it back and you try to fake them out by putting a fake pair of shoes in there, they're authenticating it on the way back. And this is actually twofold because it actually secures the sellers and the buyers at the same time. And I think it's actually pretty brilliant. So eBay, I think, is taking a step up here. But all of this is to say that this is very, very difficult. I mean, we're talking about a $450 billion industry. That's what sneakers was in 2021. And in 2021, Customs and Border Protection seized about $100 billion in replica sneakers. And that's just all across the board. I know where to go to get the best reps and I know where to go to not get the best reps. The ones that are being seized are not necessarily all the best or all the worst. They kind of run the gamut and that's what you see. Some people are able to wear things that maybe are not even close to perfect. Somebody like me, most of the time I want something that is very, very close because I don't want something that looks like a knockoff. That's just my personal preference. But if I were somebody who was in the game for retails only, 
I wanted to start collecting. I wanted to start reselling. You better be damn sure that I want to make sure that I'm getting guaranteed authenticity. And I think that it is just very, very difficult to do that in today's world. And I'm not sure how we are ever going to get there. Before we get to the question for the day, I want to do something new and I want to highlight a release of the week. We come out with an episode weekly here. And honestly, there are multiple releases that happen every week. So starting now, I want to try to highlight what I think is either the best or the most fun release heading into this week. I have to be honest with you, there's a lot of things happening this week, but the one that really takes the cake for me is the Concepts Orange Lobsters. Those are releasing on December 2nd. When you are listening to this, it is prior to that release, so I wish you the best of luck. Concepts has done a really great job with this lobster series. The Orange Lobster, I believe, is the sixth now entry into this particular lineage of sneakers, and I have to say they're doing a great thing. We're going to focus on that a little bit more next week, but that is my release of the week, and perhaps this will become something we do a little bit more often, maybe have a little music to it, but for right now, that's the release that I'm interested in. So some questions for you on the way out. What is authenticity worth to you? I asked at the beginning of the show, was it a million dollar skill or should it be a million dollar skill in today's sneaker world? And would you pay hefty fee just to be a part of that process? One thing that we don't have is the ability to be a part of that process. We rely on GOAT, we rely on StockX or eBay to tell us that our shoes are authentic. And when we get them, we're trusting them with their knowledge, but we're not a part of the process. Wouldn't it be great if we could pay a fee to actually be on a Zoom call or be on some type of a call with them to see exactly what they are doing? Because maybe we ourselves have done a little bit of research and can maybe see something that they can't. I know having talked to some people who do actual authentication who are just wizards, by the way, they've had to look for so many pictures online, pictures of the people wearing them. We're talking about really, really, really rare stuff like samples. And if you want to know a lot about authentication and you want to see who's doing some of the greatest work right now on social media, his name is Rare Jordan and he is an Instagrammer, a YouTuber, and I know that he does a lot of work in his spare time related to authenticity. And I know that anything that he tells me about a shoe or anything he tells me is real or not real, I'm going to believe him. So I really want to give him a shout out. He's so knowledgeable. He's an old head. He's kind of the inspiration for this show sometimes. And I think about him a lot when I put together this content. So you're listening right now. Keep doing the work that you are doing because, man, you're saving people a lot of money and you're educating a lot of us. And for me, you're inspiring me. And I want to ask, will there ever be a 100% foolproof way to ensure authentic sneakers? The more time that goes by and the more releases that happen, the more stock that is involved in these releases, these rep makers are going to continue to get better. I know that there have been instances where rep sneakers have been better quality than the original because the materials have updated, they have access to a little bit better materials, and sometimes Nike QC, Adidas QC, Yeezy QC isn't that great. So these companies are always going to have to combat this. GOAT, StockX, they're always going to have to combat this, and it's just going to be very, very difficult. And I do wonder if we're ever going to be able to get there. But what I do hope is that you're able to have authenticity verified for you and that you feel trusting in that process and that you're getting your money's worth and that your money is being spent wisely. So I wish everybody luck in that endeavor, first of all. If you want to connect with the show, please do so via Instagram. The handle is at FireFootwearPod. On Twitter, my handle is at MattySFreights if you want to hit me up personally. If you have any questions or comments for me, FireFootwearPod at gmail.com is the email address. And if you are listening on Apple and Spotify while you're at it, please leave a rating and a review. It does mean a lot to me and it keeps me growing, keeps me inspired. And honestly, it keeps this show ascending to the biggest heights that it can. And I want to continue to bring this content to you and continue to entertain you. I want to thank you for listening this week. I hope that this finds you well. I hope that this finds you safe. Good luck in all the releases that you are trying to get to this week. 
and I will talk to you next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.